0: Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet that decided to take a full 24 hours to uh, digest Survivor Series before doing a review because reasons. Uh, reasons. I am your host, Detective Mark Sparks, and I'm joined by one of the reasons, my uh, co host and partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Faye. What's going on, man? How are you? Uh, I'm sore i am
1: really sore after moving all day yesterday i uh bought a new house and moved a lot of stuff and i was so sore i thought i could do a podcast as i told you last night and i got home and my eyelids were sore they put
0: it to sleep Mm
1: -hmm. so i couldn't
0: i have been there before also joining us from up north our rcmp jlb what's going on man
2: it goes it goes survivor series is done that means we have one more pay-per-view left for this year and um that means 2020 is gonna be over and hopefully that means 2021 is such a better year than this year
0: perhaps maybe hopefully please i am knocking on wood brother that's all i can do man
2: well fair enough
0: But uh, before we get into our Survivor Series review, because that's what we're going to be talking about, I'd like to remind everyone Raw and Order is part of the Tatnisco Podcast Network, so head over to tatnusco.com and check out the other shows there um you can also head over to our patreon patreon.com slash raw and order wbu support us there for just three bucks a month and get access to all sorts of sweet perks um and our shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order wbu merch store is uh, also up and running we've actually got a black friday sale going on this week so you can hop on there save yourself some bones and and uh support us that way um but we will go ahead and get into reviewing the Survivor series.
2: Mm-hmm. Um for,
0: for the first time all year, I can say one thing. We are not gonna be complaining about this being short. This is the first of the the WWE pay-per-views all year that we can't say that. Cause this one but took I, the whole time.
2: I mean, technically though, it ended at ten. I'm not counting takers thing. It ended yeah. at
0: <laughs> but even with take without takers thing, it still took. I mean, other ones were were ending at, you know, 9:30, 9:15 for you. You know, so it still I took. I
1: differ. There are two pay-per-views this year. We did not complain about it.
0: Royal Rumble,
1: because Royal Rumble takes an hour, uh, or it takes minimum 30 minutes if they're a minute apart, and they're longer than that apart, and. Um, WrestleMania was two days. Yeah, it
0: was two days, but each of the days was a shorter.
1: Well, yes, we didn't have to sit and watch it for seven hours on Sunday.
0: Um, but because it just seems like all of them, all of them, get over so much earlier now. Um, except for this one. This one took the allotted time as needed. Um, not going to talk about the kickoff show because who gives a crap about the kickoff show? Um, well, the, not... Miz,
1: the Miz retained his his uh his money
0: in the bank was that even really actually up on that i guess i didn't No, I didn't it wasn't
1: think really. they, the commentary made it sound like it was.
0: yeah no i think he was just out to as far as i i heard it, it was just a regular old battle royal and and it featured the uh tired tired old wwe storyline of someone looks like they've gotten eliminated but didn't actually get eliminated and then just hangs out outside while the rest of the people fight for the rest of it and then someone looks like they've won but then the other person comes in and throws them out and that person actually uh,
2: I mean if they did it to anybody I'm happy they did it to Dominic Mysterio though like I didn't
0: want Dominic to win but I am just so tired of that storyline because I think almost every every battle royal that WWE has done in the recent past has ended with that exact same storyline because it literally just happened a few weeks ago with Lana. Right. You know, Um. it's, it's, it's their go-to storyline for, for battle royals is someone looks like they get eliminated, but for whatever reason, they didn't actually get eliminated, whether they didn't go over the top rope or in this case, they rolled back in under the bottom rope, before getting kicked out, whatever. So they weren't eliminated. And then because of that
2: Like how they did that though. I really like how that was done this time around though. Because at first I was like, oh no, but he's not eliminated. He rolled in, and then the com when the com once the commentators played dumb but they kinda hinted like he might not be out, I'm like, oh no, it's true, cause he already rolled in. So I kinda like that. I thought that was different.
0: I do no, not I kept- care. I mean, here here's the deal. Number one, I didn't care for Miz whether Miz won or not. Like I just
2: but he's awesome.
0: I don't care. But there's no stakes.
2: No, I, I know that's it. That they kind of should have no added stakes. something.
0: It doesn't matter if he won or if he lost or what. It's just it was just a throwaway battle royal. Um, making it look like Dominic won before he lost. Meh. Bro. Meh. 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 I just didn't care, but uh, but it, it was just a throwaway match, and it didn't matter to me, and to be perfectly honest, I paid very little attention to the kickoff show, because I had other stuff to do, and all it is is talking heads uh, talking to each other, and we do enough of that here. We're yep. the talking heads, I care. About. Aww. So, so getting to the actual show, yeah, Miz won, so, and then he posed with the Money in the Bank, which wasn't on the line, but you know, that's, that's his whole persona now. And we go into the actual show. Um, The actual show started with the men's Survivor Series match, which actually kind of surprised me that they put the men's on... Very, very first.
2: Why do you think like, it was gonna be the women's? You sexist pig.
0: No, I I thought it was gonna be not one of the Survivor Series matches.
2: <laughs> right, for sure. I I would
0: have. I thought, I would've, I would've I, that. I thought I, to be perfectly honest, I think you kick off with the New Day versus Street Profit. Um, that's guaranteed to be a barn burner of a match. Uh, whereas the yeah. mid-Survivor Series match uh, wasn't. Uh, it was. It
2: How was, are they even thinking with this match? This, what is this? This is like, I don't know. This is was a clean sweep. Like, it, yeah, it was a 100%
0: that? clean sweep. So it starts off, uh, before anyone really gets anything done, Rollins tags in. Uh, Sheamus is on one side, Rollins tags himself in, and says for the greater good, and kneels down and just waits for Sheamus to broke kick him. And uh, gets pinned and eliminated right off the bat.
2: Which are uh, that's his last time, huh? He's taking a break after that. Yeah.
0: And and to me that that didn't make sense. I it didn't make sense from a character standpoint. At, what sort of greater good was he serving by getting eliminated first? Um, <laughs> they didn't set up that storyline better. Like if this was his if this was his guilt coming to the front of him like realizing that he's been a dick for the last year and this was him sacrificing himself for that. They didn't tell that storyline right. I didn't get that from that. Um if this was some grand plan that the rest of the team was gonna rally around him because oh our our air quotes figurehead has been eliminated, they didn't tell that story either. It just was him getting eliminated so that he could get written off T V to go become a dad. Um and, you know, I'm I'm all for him taking time off uh for the birth of their child. Um, you know. Yeah, it's coming up. But, but I, they just—they could have told a better story. They could have told an injury storyline. Uh, they could have told a, a betrayal storyline, and he has to go lick his wounds, sort of a thing. They could have told a lot of things, but they just told he—he uh, he comes in and gets eliminated for, you know, a reason. Um,
2: yeah. It was kind of weird. Like, I don't know what they were thinking with that. Like, I know Vince probably just expects us not to remember because by the time he comes back, it's probably going to be like, I don't know, maybe Rumble or
0: Mania. Um, Who or what did it build? That's the real question. It didn't, as far as I know, it didn't build anyone because it didn't make Sheamus look any better because he hit a defenseless man with a road kick and pinned him. Right. So it didn't build Seamus. It didn't build Roman I mean the the only thing it could build is like when Seth Rollins comes back, they can play off this as this is when he changed and maybe he can be a face. Um but I I kinda think he has to be a face when he comes back.
2: Yeah. Well and they were kind of it was weird because even when you saw him come out, he seemed kinda of perplexed, right? So he seemed like he was angry, he was down, he was disappointed, he was confused, he was troubled. So I saw them build that, but then when he just went in and said, oh, this is for the greater good, and then bam, I was like, huh? So I guess maybe they're playing him being confused and realizing uh, that what he's done all this time was for nothing. Um, But then why chant, this is for the greater good, if you're not believing that anymore?
0: I don't know yeah it what, was a bunch of confusion what would maybe have told that storyline better is if they would have had him be hesitant to get tagged in right so like he's on the apron and people try to tag him in and he's like points to someone else like go you know, ta- tag him I'm'm I'm, I'm not worthy or whatever and then finally he goes in uh, to sacrifice himself to save someone else sort of but he didn't do that he just went in and said you eh, eh. I mean, frankly, they could've told that same storyline with him tagging in, jumping into the ring, and then (coughs) rolling out of the ring and walking away. Yeah. Countdown, same story. But uh, it then went on, you had some some moments with Otis and Keith Lee together, which made me mostly just angry that they're not on the same brand right now so that we don't see that match. But whatever. Uh, Owens comes in, and then Styles hits him with the phenomenal forearm and eliminates him. Uh, then Riddle eliminates Corbin, and now it's five on two. And then uh, Strowman eliminates Otis with the running power slam. And it's just Jey Uso versus the entire Raw team. And if you thought Jey Uso was going to make a big, roaring comeback and eliminate a bunch of people, and and no, he doesn't. No, F that. No, no. Just get him eliminated. And Team Raw, 5-0 victory. And Marks doesn't have to do a botch along. Yep. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I I would probably rather do a botch along than the way they booked this time.
2: We can do a botch along <laughs> on this match. <laughs>
1: technically. That's, Jeez, that's both of your punishments. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: no! You have to watch Survivor Series again, and uh-huh. then you have to watch the end of Survivor Series
0: again. I mean, I, a lot of I quit.
2: <laughs> I mean, it is enough to make you quit. Jesus. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of botches uh, on this pay-per-view.
0: So, so this, I you know, I've looked around at what other places have given it, and I am not as sold on this as other places. No, no place is giving this five stars or anything like that. But some of the other places are giving it three and a half stars, or, you know. Uh, I just think and you and, put yourself
1: into a corner where you can't tell a story. <laughs> and I think that that's. Right.
2: That's, well, the problem. This is. that's the problem with these matches, though, anyways, right? Um, so the only story you can really tell is if their team kind of starts fighting against each other to build their storylines for that brand. Um, But when you have brand versus brand, what story are you going to tell? This story doesn't even matter because guess what? Next week they're going to be on their separate brands and never see each other again. That's why I'm not a fan of these brand versus brand matches. It It ends up being just as pointless as that kickoff battle royale that was before. So well, the whole show by that token the whole show's pointless. I mean, well, I mean yes, in a sense it's pointless Roman but or Drew get from winning. Mm-hmm. No, no, but at not. least they built something. At least they built something with that. You had Drew before come to Smackdown before he faced Orton. They had a little thing there the whole then yeah. they had the whole little but, uh but what's, the what's the fallout? Yeah,
0: what's the fallout? What's gonna happen no. now? No. And that's the deal. Is, you know, the only thing you can match, build though. things by making people look good, and with the the Drew versus uh Roman Reigns match, it made people look good, I think. But this one here, what person from the SmackDown side benefited from this in any way, shape, or form? No one. No one. Right. Uh, no. On the Raw side, you had Keith Lee look fairly good for a while. You had uh, Braun Strowman be the beast that he's supposed to be and all of that stuff uh even had matt riddle look decent but it didn't it literally built nobody on the smackdown side at all and um you could have built someone by making it a four to one you know or you know something like that right uh but you didn't it just in my opinion this basically buried the top stars on the raw team now of course the very nature of this pay-per-view, since you don't have uh, the top star from either one on the team because they've got their own matches, it's the second top star. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be the contenders.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, and 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 even because we are recording this 25 hours later, and people know that. Um, even tonight, we didn't really build them as contenders. We well, just, I mean, look, I'm the MVP. Yeah. Nobody cares whether... Is there a financial bonus for being the most valuable player? No, because there's not an authority to either brand.
0: Well, In the end, on Raw, they did end up announcing uh, three matches, and the winners of those matches would go on in in a triple threat next week to figure out who's the number one contender um, I hate that I had to drive tonight. <laughs> and
2: and, and the, Lashley, the Lashley and Keith Lee match, I thought was great. I really enjoyed that. And I'm like, yeah, this is a match I want to see. Mm-hmm. You no, know? it didn't really have a build, but it had the whole storyline with being a contender or whatever
0: have you. But, and it was but frankly, Lashley versus Keith Lee is a pay-per-view level match that you could build up for weeks, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'd want to see, it. anyways. Raw defeated SmackDown, with a clean sweep, and uh, I thought it was bad.
2: I'm yeah. not.
0: I just thought storytelling-wise, this didn't serve anybody. Uh, nope. The only thing is, they played into this because Jay Uso was not able to beat five of the best people on Raw. Uh, later, uh, Roman Reigns said that he's basically disappointed the family and. He made the family look weak because he couldn't beat five of the best people on Raw. (laughs) Right.
1: One of whom? In fact, the one that that finished it is the same person that eliminated Roman
0: last year. Yep. Oh, snap. Yep. Anyways, moving on, the match that I thought would have made the better kickoff match, and by kickoff, I mean first match on the actual show, New Day versus Street Profits. Uh, The first of the champion versus champion matches. Uh, This one was actually one of the better matches of the
2: night. Yeah, dare I say match of the night?
0: Quite possibly. Mm. Um, Some some would argue that it may have been a little bit too spot heavy. Uh, But what do you expect from New Day versus Street Profits? Right. I mean... It's a New Day. Yes, it is. uh, New Day came out in their new Gears of War costumes because uh, marketing...
2: Yep.
0: (laughs) Hey, it made me want to play Gears of War 5.
2: I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go put it. I
0: I am just puzzled by it. Like, I'm not a huge Gears of War player, but the aesthetic of the game does not scream out, hey, let's put the New Day in this to me. It's a dark and gritty game with muted colors, and it's about future soldiers fighting evil alien creatures. And, oh, let's put bright and colored New Day in there.
1: You know what makes you put New Day in there?
0: Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Down, down. True, but it's still it. Like there are a ton of video games that I could see New Day appearing in, because even though they're relatively serious video games, they still have the ability for these these bright, funny colors. Mm -hmm. Gears of War is not the one for that, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine uh, New Day appearing in the next? Uh, Mario Kart game. To me, that would oh, make yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. I'm take, can I imagine? Yeah, it, I see like, it now. I'm going to take Big <laughs> E on the motorcycle. But, like, anyways, this
2: almost goes to the point of, you know, the New Day in Resident Evil or something. Like, no, it doesn't mm-hmm. work.
0: <laughs> exactly. New New Day in Fallout Four.
1: You could be an American politician with a flip flop like that, there, JLB.
2: Well, thank you, you said but it made you
1: one of the years of war. No,
2: just... for sure, and I mean, you know, it definitely did. It's great marketing either way. It doesn't make sense, but hey, why not have you know use Xavier Woods or Big E with a
0: chainsaw gun because video games? <laughs> <laughs> it makes almost as much sense as a superhero who fights crime in the middle of night, um, dressed all in black, except he's got a giant oval that's bright yellow in the middle of his chest. That's brilliant. Yeah. God, if I had the money, I'd pull that off. Yeah, or you'd just be Batman. <laughs> I want to hey, see somebody actually be a superhero and then dress as, <laughs> like, Batman. Hey, bad guys, don't shoot at this giant bullseye right in the middle of my chest. <laughs> well, he's Anyways, always... New Day versus Street Profits. This was a spot fest. It went back and forth. Uh, featured a little bit of um uh finisher stealing, which was kinda interesting to see. because uh, you had at one point um I think it was uh uh it wasn't Dawkins. I think it was Montez Ford hit um someone, one of the new days with, with uh Kingston's uh um I'm totally blanking on his move. Uh the spinning kick. Trouble in Paradise. Trouble in Paradise, there we go. I think it was Montez Ford hitting Kofi Kingston, um, and, and so a little bit of back and forth, but in the end, yeah, the Street Profits come out victorious, um, which was kind of the way I expected. Here's the deal is New Day, New Day doesn't earn anything by winning versus the Street Profits. They're already known as probably the best current tag team in WWE, right? Uh, this works best as a help build the Street Profits, in my opinion. Am I wrong?
2: No, you're right. I mean, and that's what they were kind of building. Like, I liked a little build up even on Smackdown with Big E saying, oh, I'm going to do this. And then you kind of felt up the Street Profits were kind of being heelish about it. Um, but no, for sure. It definitely helps out the Street Profits. And it's almost a passing the torch, if you will, to Street Profits. Although New Day is probably not going to be going anywhere anyways. But yeah, I definitely didn't mind this happening. Uh, it was definitely the better move, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been the worst time ever
1: to retire as a wrestler. Because <laughs> you would have had to share your retirement.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Someone's <laughs> going to retire later. We'll talk about that.
1: What?
0: <laughs> Everyone knows. There's a surprise there.
1: <laughs> it was all over
0: regular news this week. Or tonight. I was like, or today. I was like,
1: what? Okay.
0: <laughs> Moving on, the match that nobody really was dying to see, I think. Um, I don't care how big of a Sami Zayn fan you are. I don't care how big of a Bobby Lashley fan you are. Nobody from either of those camps was like, "You know who I really want to see my guy face?" <laughs> yeah.
1: I think I think that there could have been some thought put into, "Hey, why don't we have Kevin Owens win the US title real quick?"
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, those would have been fun matches, right? Um, yeah,
1: my my thoughts are yeah. You have Bobby Lashley lose it to Kevin Owens, which gives us a legitimate match, and then we get a little history. Then you can have
0: Lashley get it back off of Kevin Owens. Like, okay, it was a Taylor. yeah, but Kevin Owens is on yeah. SmackDown. No, that's the that's the only flaw in that is Kevin Owens is on SmackDown. Ah, jeez. So. so, but Kevin Owens, I fucked that up. There's one. There's our one. Uh but but Kevin Owens winning the... Uh, intercontinental title would put this bobby lashley versus kevin owens that to me is a more compelling match uh because sammy Zayn has been built recently as the the absolute chicken shit heel right yeah uh who's just scared to face anyone and just runs away but here's the thing with that in this situation we already have a heel in this match in bobby lashley we don't need two it doesn't tell a good story to have two heels in this Whereas you put it on Kevin Owens, suddenly you've got a face character versus a heel. It makes a lot more sense. Anyways, the storyline they told is Sami Zayn kept trying to leave, and the rest of the Hurt Business was out there persuading him, but he was really just trying to get one of them to hit him so that they would know, be disqualified. Um, and none of them would. And eventually... When he's backing away from one of them, he backs into the ring, straight into the Hurt Lock, and Lashley gets the the win, because no one can stand the Hurt Lock. I mean, lock. Chris Masters can't, but he actually puts it on better than him. Um, Actually, that's the Master Lock. It's different, because it's called Master. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, ironically, better. I feel like you would still make that argument. <laughs>
0: I probably yep. would, actually. I mean, you know, it's it's a, <laughs> it's a different move altogether because they got different names. Yep. And the Sharpshooter and the Scorpion Deathlock are totally different. Moves.
2: <coughs> totally different. Totally, totally different.
0: Better. That being said, doesn't matter. Natalia's is different. Natalia's is different because it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad about that. All the wrestlers out there who should know how to put it on right.
1: <sighs> Natty Neidhart in the hizzy.
0: But no, she puts the wrong leg on top And it looks stupid That's what Tyson Kidd said That she puts the wrong leg on top and it looks stupid Yeah Okay, no, I'll no, allow it
1: no. <laughs> Inappropriate Anyways
0: <laughs> <Interppropriate>. <laughs> Moving Anyways. forward, <laughs> moving forward. We will move forward with this Because we were not moving forward with that joke <laughs> <laughs> um, Bobby Lashley Bobby gets the, the win
1: point. Nobody cared Bobby Lashley got not only the win, the expected win. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't I don't yeah. know anyone who was picking Sami Zayn legitimately. Like there might have been some people on fantasy bookings who picked him uh just because he was the long shot and if he won that would have given them the you know, an extra point that other people wouldn't have had. But I don't know anyone who actually thought he was
1: How dare you. I was going to say, there's a mark on this phone call, so (laughs)
0: I'm waiting to hear it. Did you, RCMPJLB, actually think Sami Zayn was going to win?
2: I don't even think I picked them in my wrestling pool, and that's just for points. So I imagine if it was for money, I don't think I would have done it either. As much as I mean, Ed Zachary. Ed Zachary. Ah, that
1: son of a bitch. I I I hear Shinsuke on this call.
0: Ed Zachary,
1: <laughs> no, speaker English. God, that was a great
0: character. Oh, you on. Got so many people. Moving on, women's championship. Uh the Asuka who's the Raw champion, versus Sasha Banks, who's the SmackDown champion. Oh, this match was good. This was a good match. Um, here's the deal, and this was went into my predicting on this. Um, who does this build better? Asuka or Sasha Banks. I feel like uh, this is this is built to build Sasha. Because uh, she's never managed to beat Asuka. This makes her look like a legitimate champion. And Asuka doesn't lose anything by losing to Sasha, right?
1: Yeah, by losing to somebody she's beaten numerous times.
0: Yeah. Um, how she lost, however will probably be the big controversy. Well, it is for me,
1: because I called you
0: about it. (laughs) It it went back and forth with rolling pin attempts, right? So someone tried a small package, and the person then rolled it through to a crucifix, and that person rolled it through to someone else. Um, uh, But then uh, Sasha Banks was able to catch Asuka coming off the top rope, and hit the jackknife pin really quickly, and get the victory. One, two, three. And uh, DA Fave has thoughts about that. I definitely do. I am tired of, and, and I don't want to
1: say roll-ups because they're not always roll-ups. Sometimes they're small packages. I am tired of surprise wins. You have finishers. It's okay to have. So this is, this, barring that, this is my match of the night. Um, you have finishers for a reason. And there is, there's no pain in. Sasha getting a legitimate win over Asuka, especially when they're both faces right now. There's no, I mean, why does everything have to be a sneak up, roll up? You can have the surprise win. Oh my gosh, she caught her in the bank statement. They can exchange back and forth over numbers of years because they're on different shows. Wins. So Asuka could catch Sasha in in an Asuka lock, say, at WrestleMania. Um, after another draft. That wouldn't hurt anything. That doesn't do anything negative to Sasha after Sasha gets this win. You can have surprises that... Uh, surprise she got her in the, in the uh, bank statement. Um, or Oscar surprise... Oh, she got the Oscar lock on. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that. Right after... Or she kicked out of a backstabber. But the problem is, if you have somebody not tap out to the bank statement, then the bank statement has no value to start off. And then you have her get the win via quick, small package. What exactly was gained? There was no build. the only way you can win is that, then there isn't a build in the long run. So it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. If it's The Miz, it drives me... I mean, we saw Trouble in Paradise get hit and it didn't finish the match. And yet we saw... Um, a reversal of a power bomb into a sunset flip tonight. And it did finish the map match. Why? I, I,
2: I, I don't but look, really know. To your point, though, at the same time, it at least gives... The other moves more value too because at the end of the day if it was always just oh he hits him with the finisher and that's it it's done this way it adds a little bit more of a surprise element oh my god he actually beat her with no. she actually beat her with this because they went through a hellacious kind of battle back and forth she was confused so I still They still kind of told a story with it, too. Not everything has to be with the finisher. No, you're right. It doesn't
1: always have to be with the finisher. Sometimes instead of one F5 being needed to to put somebody down, you need four of them. No, see, that's- but the F5 is the only way you're going to put them down, even if you have to do it four times.
0: Yeah. Well, that that's what it comes down to. Is My problem is not with things like small packages winning matches. I'm fine with those. My problem is with finishers not winning matches. Um, ever. And almost ever anymore. Unless,
1: um, unless a star has managed to get themselves over in real life without any of WWE doing giving them a push because all the pushes are are you know we'll use we'll use the fiend as an example because it's nowhere related to this the fiend got over as the fiend no wwe didn't give him a push they screwed him and the fiend still stayed over that's bray wyatt's talent but they're trying to keep him from being a a, a massive a star because stars leave i.e john Cena, the rock stone cold who didn't really leave he got injured um anything like that stars leave so we're going to prevent that from happening by the way you win is i don't know like like the i feel like right now the most protective move in all of in all of WWE is the hurtlock
0: well yeah i mean i guess the uh claymores pretty protective <laughs> but we've seen kickouts from it we've seen a few but not many so um, but it's, but again, it's fairly a star
1: dead. who built himself and had to go elsewhere to do it to be a star,
0: but you know, but in the end, like, like we mentioned the trouble in paradise, uh, today, um, you trouble know, in paradise yesterday,
1: Montez yeah. Ford didn't not, did not didn't win with that.
0: Uh, he, he wasn't hitting his finisher.
1: And uh, that's fine. And I understand that that's not the frog splash. In fact, had he gotten up and gotten on the, on the, um, corner and hit a frog's splash and got the win that's fine if he does it and he doesn't get it okay he didn't have the right setup for it that's fine it's but. fine it's even fine if people kick out of finishers not every match has to be a finisher but under the same token not every match has to not be a finisher
0: well, yeah that's what it, what it comes down to is uh, finishers should be rare and effective like if you want to have people win with roll ups then have them win in matches where the finisher didn't hit Get hit right for whatever reason yeah. but if you're gonna have a finisher get hit in the match then have a big move in the match not a roll up Anywho, um
2: wait just, but she didn't get the bank statement in the match technically she didn't get it
0: on uh, Correct. If she got she got the bank statement on briefly um, but Oscar was able to get out of the bankster, uh, which is fine.
1: That's fine. But this, I just this match should have ended in a submission. That's all there is to it. They're both known for submissions, not a roll up. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah nobody would have been hurt in this match including i don't think sasha would have been hurt had she tapped out to the osk lock the fourth time it was put on mm-hmm. and this time perfectly in the middle of the ring
0: cuz that's you know, submission finishers are are a very important distinction because submission finishers you can find a way out of it that's not kicking out right by getting your foot to the rope or or, or rolling in case it over lock,
1: yeah you, you set up a Roll. pin and then he, she
0: lets it go, so it she doesn't get the game. Exactly. Um, but but the bigger finishers, like the uh, Kofi Kingston's finisher, or the Claymore, or whatever, they have to be, if you hit them, it is very likely over. Not necessarily always. I'm not saying it becomes a 100% guarantee, although my mm, the best long-term storytelling in all of pro wrestling right now is who will finally kick out of the one winged angel? Yeah, because um, someone's going to eventually do. It. It's going to happen. It's not going to be protected forever. Or and, the one and, the best WWE's
1: had recently was how many F fives does he have to hit? That's but, it's
0: okay to have Braun Strowman kicked out four times from an F five. Four times, but he didn't kick up and kick out and immediately hit his finisher, and he didn't kick out and then immediately put. Rock Lesnar into a small package and win. Um, But, but that's my point. Is just think about it. Down the road, two months, four months, eight months, a year, two years, five years. Doesn't matter how long it is. Some at some point, someone is gonna kick out of the One Winged Angel on Kenny Omega, and that is going to make that person a star, right? A huge star. Yeah, a huge like it's gonna instantly put them to the top of the list and that's what finishers are about the first person to kick out of that finish. the first person to kick out after the spear and jackhammer so i, I want to
1: take you back jail uh jlb to a, a wrestler that you should be pretty familiar with um a guy by the name of brett Hart. there was a huge storyline on his first intercontinental title win
0: Intercontinental.
1: Because he was the first person ever to kick Wait, out. I'm like, am I fucking a macho man from the grave?
0: Intercontinental?
1: Alright, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was I was doing a Sammy Zayn impression. But anyway. <laughs> intercontinental
0: title. And and then I did a Macho Man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so um because he beat a guy by the name of Mr. Perfect. Who had a fisherman's suplex, which is used sometimes, not all the time, and kicked out of some, most times. But when he did it, no one had ever kicked out. And Brett oh, did. And it was a huge deal. And I mean enormous deal when Brett kicked out of the perfect plex. <laughs> it was such a big deal that they did an entire DVD series on Brett kicking out. Wow, yeah. <laughs> So you're not going to convince me that it's not okay for somebody to have a protected move. Not necessarily, you know, Oh, nobody's ever going to do it, but it's okay for somebody to have one that likely you're not going to see that kicked out of
0: if it gets hit. And that's part of why the one winged angel, in my opinion, is so brilliant because it, it's got such a big setup for it that he doesn't hit it in every match. He doesn't hit it in most matches because it takes so much to get the person into the position to hit it that often he's he hits enough V-triggers and other stuff that he gets the pin. He doesn't need to do it. But when he finally does it, you know it's over right now. But I can, I'm just anticipating... The time, some point in the future, when I lose my absolute fucking mind because someone <laughs> kicked out of it.
2: Didn't we talk a few months back that there was someone who kicked out of the One-Winged Angel and it was on a dynamite, not a dynamite, but it was on a dark? Uh, correct. We saw somebody uh, kick out of someone else's.
0: Yeah, Hangman game. Page hit the One-Winged Angel on somebody and the person kicked out of it. And that is is—is the, the whole point of... Protected moves are only protected for the person. The rest Because he's That's perfected it. Yeah. Because he's perfected it. Just like, you know, uh, a lot of people hit DDTs, but when Jake the Snake hit a DDT, that was the finisher. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people hit stinky leg drops, but when Hulk Hogan hit the stinky leg drop, <laughs> it was the finisher.
1: Or, right now, a lot of people in history or currently... Hit super kicks. Mm-hmm. Some of them, 15-16 times.
2: Look at it. HbK, you, Bucks.
1: HbK hits it once, and it's the finisher. And it's the coolest looking version of it still today.
2: Yeah, straight up. So anyway,
0: we will move on. We've spent enough time bitching about no finishers. Um, we will move on <laughs> to the women's Survivor Series match. Oh, what a shit show. Uh, <laughs> team Raw, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce, and Lana versus Team SmackDown, Bayley, Natalya, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, and Ruby Riott. And this one, now, in contrast to the Raw, uh, to the men's match, this one was not a sweep by either team um this one went effectively the way i predicted it i i don't think i got the elimination order right um, No um because frankly <laughs> it's almost impossible to get the elimination order prediction right you're yeah. picking at straws but i did predict who was going to be the sole survivor yeah um and i don't know i didn't i don't remember on that prediction thread if anyone else picked it this way but this was just
2: copied your pick Somebody did. I think I copied your pick because yeah.
0: honestly, I, I
2: I originally wanted to just do who wins the match, but then my friend is like, Oh, you should do eliminations. That would be cool. I'm like, listen, I don't have time to count everyone's elimination. He's like, Yeah, but if one of if one of them gets them wrong, then you don't have to count anymore. I'm like, you're right, and no one is gonna get this right. I'll put it in at five extra points. But yeah, a
0: lot of people pick Lana though as the sole survivor. Yeah. But it was uh it was Lana as the sole survivor because she had tagged herself in early on and looked stupid, so when they tagged her out, they all yelled at her to just stand on the ring step and don't do anything for the rest of the match, and that ended up making her the sole survivor, in yeah, a bullshit way.
2: And then because and the whole reason why she was a sole survivor was because uh, Bianca Belair and Nia Jax were fighting outside outside, and the referee counts to 10. Thus them both, they're counted out, and hey, Lana's in the ring looking stupid. Raw wins. Like, what a waste of my time. I don't know if this was more of a waste of my time or if take.
0: No, 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 Taker's thing at the end was a waste of my time. More. So, but, so, yeah. Oh. The biggest reason this was bullshit was before Nia Jackson and Belair were able to fight, Baszler <laughs> put Bianca Belair in the Kirifuda Clutch, and Bier was able to power herself over to the ropes and fall forward unconscious onto the ropes. And then Baszler, the MMA fighter, who the former NXT champion was too fucking stupid. There we are in our territory now too fucking stupid <laughs> to release the kira fuda clutch and got the five count and got disqualified
2: oh yeah I, that wasn't stupid i totally forgot about that now you had to remind me of this oh what a stupid match <laughs> oh my god. Oh,
0: god
2: i mean if you're wrong on survivor series babe it's gonna at have least
1: to they won because lana did what she was told yeah. And that wasn't a chauvinist thing because she was told oh, that
2: was So a chauvinist thing.
1: No. <laughs> so, she did what she was told by women. Because we're tired of seeing Lana. So the next thing we'll tell her, don't
0: show up anymore. Yeah. <sighs> okay, okay the- now... Only yeah. real part of my prediction I got wrong though is I was 100% certain that afterwards Nijax would put Lana through a table and she did not. and it, I'm disappointed in Nijax. I don't know if I've ever been more disappointed in Nijax. Wait, wait, but, wait, wait. Yeah, I'm lying. I've been more disappointed most of <laughs> She had a chance to, to number 10. That would have been number 10, making a nice even 10.
2: Yeah. Oh, what a. What a, what a shit show, that's for sure.
0: But yeah, so so Lana is the sole survivor.
2: <laughs> Look, and we knew that was going to happen. Um, did any of you guys read the dirt sheets on why Lana is getting this kind of push? I remember seeing a few articles, but I'm not really remembering I've, it at the moment.
0: I've read some here and there, but none of them were ever like really certain on it. And for the most part, it's just like. Blonde. They they think that by putting her through a bunch of tables, they've made her into an ultra baby face. And they haven't. Because frankly, I don't care for Lana. I want her to get put through more tables.
1: (laughs) If they had live
0: fans, they would realize this. Mm -hmm. They would hear people go, yes! I mean, frankly, this has become a South Park Kenny moment for me. Oh Oh, my god, they killed Lana. You bastard. (laughs) I would.
1: I wish Devon would come out and be like, Naya, get the tables. <laughs>
2: That's how I'm much I've enjoyed yeah.
0: seeing Lana go through tables. <laughs> oh my god, they killed Lana. I need to make that t-shirt. <laughs> sure, <I
1: did. laughs> um But would you say you bastards
0: at the end of it? I could probably get away with it. <laughs> the question is, could I get away with the word Lana? Yeah. You know, it come it. after us. No. Not oh my
2: god! They killed Lana. You bastard! You might get more South Park coming after
0: us. But... If, I, if I if I I have to draw a a picture of a broken announced table. on it. Yes, it's work. <laughs> Graphic artist guy. <laughs> broken announced table, and then just the words. Oh my god! They killed Lana. Okay. Anyways, moving on, the main event match, the world champions, although technically one of them is a universal champion, so... Uh, champion of the universe. Yeah, which, frankly, I bet you there's some aliens who uh, disagree with that particular statement.
2: Hey, hold on. You forgot about the most important title change or the only title change of the night. First of all, the Goobly Gooper, Gooker, won Stop. the 24-7 championship.
0: Yeah. Mm. It is not even... It's not even the most important because it's... I've <laughs> really been trying... I I had the conversation with DA Faber earlier. I do not care about the 24-7 championship anymore. Which,
2: by the way, for those of you who don't know, it was Drew Kulak under the costume. Kulak uh, so, is your 24-7
0: champion. I, well, he's not anymore because R-Truth won it back later.
2: Oh, I missed that one.
0: Uh, uh-huh. yeah. okay. Technically... <laughs> Tazawa won it off the gobbledygooker uh, uh, by by laying out a seed trap so a bunch <laughs> of seeds for the gobbledygooker to, to try to eat and then Tozawa rolled them up and got the pen and won it back and then uh, R-Truth showed up and laid out Tazawa and got the pen and won it back So, but here's my thing A. I don't care about the 24-7 champion because they don't care the 24-7 championship um <laughs> yeah. Because of a lot of things, but B, when was the last time the twenty four seven championship changed hands not on WWE T?
2: Yeah, it's been a while.
0: Yeah, the whole point of it was that it used to be something that it was supposed to be something that could change hands anytime, traveling, out jogging. Uh, well, I there school. is COVID
2: though, so that might have something to do with it. They
0: still did some after COVID. Where, where like okay. R-Truth was out going to get his mail and and the postman turned out to be a referee in disguise and someone came and pinned him and won it and then ran away. Uh, we they, said
1: this from the start, this was the best way to, because Matt Cordova was still with him, this is the best way to develop a internet championship. Suddenly your phone goes off. WWE.com is live right now or WWE.com, or WWE is live on YouTube right now.
2: What?
0: Why? Why? Oh, holy crap! (laughs) That's the whole point of it being 24-7, right? It is no longer
2: 24-7. It's a good use of your social media.
0: Yeah, but that's the deal. It's not even... even, And here's the deal. You don't necessarily have to do all this stuff the day that you air it. It doesn't actually have to be live. It can be entirely pre-produced. So you have them all show up to tape your raw. Um, and then during the day, while you're preparing the actual episode, you just have them go out in the streets around the stadium and record a couple vignettes of it changing hands a couple times. Especially
1: during COVID, because now it's all happening in the same
0: town. Mm-hmm. And then, then you record those, and then you intersperse them throughout the week. Um, so it wouldn't take hardly any extra time. You can uh, record a couple of you. You can have so-and-so stand, uh, standing in the drive through line at Chick-fil-A because he doesn't want to go inside. And, uh, you know, that's perfect for R-Truth, standing in the middle of a line of cars. Um, and Tozawa comes up and lays him out and rolls him up for a pen, and then runs away with the belt. And then R-Truth is like, but I haven't even ordered yet or whatever. You film that, you put it in, on a card, you say, that's gonna be what we air on Tuesday afternoon. And then you film something else with our truth pitting Tozawa, you know, while Tozawa uh, is, is getting grocery or whatever. And then you say, we're gonna put that live Wednesday morning, you know? And you just, you film like four of them and then you have it as a 24-7 championship. But right now, it is not a 24-7 championship. It is a three-one. Yeah, yeah. It's a three-one championship. Three hours a week, one day a week. Oh, they can do it on Monday too, can't they? Um, technically they can do, it on, Friday, they can do right. it on on Friday, Monday, and Friday, but they yeah. haven't always been. So okay, so then a five-two championship.
1: Five-five
0: or five-two, yeah.
1: Plus pay-per-view.
0: <laughs> anyway. Moving on to the main event, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Um, Storyline-wise, I predicted this basically the way it was going to go, uh, because I I don't think Drew McIntyre gains much uh, by winning, and I don't think he lose, loses anything by losing, right? And Roman Reigns has to be the wreck everything and leave... Be- um, so... That's kind of what I expected. Now, I did, to be perfectly honest, expect Randy Orton to make an appearance and be part of the uh,
1: conversation?
0: conversation, part part of the reason Roman Reigns was able to win, uh, and he did not, but Jay Uso did come back in and provided at least enough distraction to uh, allow Roman Reigns to get the upper hands with the low blow, um, so... Anyways, in the end, Roman Reigns gets the the guillotine choke on, and McIntyre goes out.
1: Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep.
0: This would have been a perfect time for the one, two, three drop of the hand, to be perfectly honest. I miss that. To me, that's a more theatrical way of showing that someone's out.
1: Yes. Anyways... but we're we're more like MMA now. Yes. No, you're not. You don't have long-term schedules. Mm-hmm. So, no, you're not. Your people fight 60 times a year, 70 times a year. You're
0: still theater. Anywho. Um, so, Jey Uso wins some respect back from Roman by helping out. Uh, they
1: thanks for helping me cheat, cousin.
0: Yep. <laughs> um, I thought it was a pretty decent match on uh, because, like I say, it was hard-hitting. Both people put it all on the line, uh, you know, attempting uh, Claymore here and there. Reigns goes for a spear at one point, and McIntyre turns it into a Claymore. But the ref took a bump, so uh, there was no way for McIntyre to get the pin. Things like that. I thought it made, made both of them look strong. Both of them look very capable. And in the end... Roman Reigns getting the heel victory made a lot of sense.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't see, I mean, none of these guys are going to look bad during the match. They fought really hard and long, though, so they both seemed like they were really tough. The only thing I thought that they were maybe going to do um, was have The Miz perhaps maybe win it on both of them or something like that just because it was the 10-year anniversary that The Miz has won the championship um, from the Money in the Bank, and now he has the Money in the Bank,
0: so I really thought they were going to do something with that. At the uh, very least, tease it. This this is the sort of match that would have been perfect to have him come out at one point and stand on the ramp, you know, be like, I'm ready to cash this in if I need to. And then with the way it finished with... Jey Uso coming out knowing that that wasn't going to be a good opportunity moment to say, nah, I'll come back some other time. But just for storyline-wise, this would have been a great time for him to at least tease it. But he didn't. Nope. Very unfortunate. Unfortunate. Um, <laughs> also unfortunate, after that match got over, we had to sit through the Undertaker's retirement party. There wasn't even cake. No. There wasn't um, even a coffin. No. Nope. So... It, it starts off, they say, it's time for The Undertaker's final farewell and here to help send them off. And they then proceeded to introduce 15 randos. Not randos. I mean, they're all people, but like... This is Undertaker's big moment and you spend almost 20 minutes introducing Shane McMahon, The Big Show, JBL. They all got full entrance. Jeff Hardy, Mick Foley, The Godfather, The Godwin, Savio Vega, Rikishi, Kevin Nash, Booker T, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair hobbled his old ass down to the ring, Triple H, and Kane. And Kane, of course, apparently didn't get the memo that everyone was coming in plain clothes and showed up in full costume. Um,
1: I I appreciate him really committing to the story.
0: Yeah,
2: seriously. Do you think it had anything to do with uh, just because he's the mayor, and I know everybody knows he's a wrestler already, but maybe just like, you know... I don't know, not have politics get involved. We're like, why was he there on Sunday? He should have been, you know, I don't know, doing political work
0: at home. Yep. He's he's the mayor of a small county, right? It's, it's hey, not
2: like he's, he's... up there too.
0: <laughs> it's not like he's a major, super important politician there. Um, I have- I think it probably has more to do with the fact that the the Brotherhood of Destruction um, wanting them to both be in costume, really. But it just, it stuck out to me that all of the other people were in plain clothes, and here comes Kane, all dressed in his full outfit. But it wasn't even used. Nope. There was no reason for it, other than, I don't know, him being there. Then they showed a video <laughs> package of Undertaker's career. Then Vince McMahon talked a bit. <laughs> And, and then
2: shocked, by the way, that he said WWF.
0: It was like a whole thing on Twitter. Yeah. Oh my god, he said
2: WWF! Ah.
0: Well, in this respect, I can understand why they're shocked. Um, the lawsuit with World Wildlife Fund um, is it, it technically should make it against the rules for him to ever refer to it as WWF on screen anymore. But I think they could probably get away with it as referring to He started his career in the WWF, and now he ends it in the WWE—sort of a thing. Um, I mean, he started his career in WCW, NWA, but you know, it's not a thing altogether. But it's just—you know—this was like 30 minutes going through all of this stuff, and then they gave Undertaker his full 20 fucking minute entrance yep where he slowly it, comes to the ring he saluted Paul bear that was it and and then and then he gets to the ring steps and he does this little dainty holding out his his coat while he walks up to the ring steps like a dainty little princess you just can't let it go can you no i can't it ruins it for me every time he's got this badass cape and then he just holds it out like a princess. Anyways, and then he gets in and he delivers a speech where he talks about how he spent his entire career putting so many people to rest, and now it's his time to rest in peace.
1: Yeah, this just needed to build something. Something.
0: Anything. It could have built his WrestleMania Hall of Fame induction. And then they had a hologram of Paul Bearer so that he could do his little pose to the Paul Bearer and then the belt holes, and then he, he... I mean, here here's the deal. This would have been the time for him to leave the hat in the ring.
2: Yeah.
1: You mean like he did before when he wrestled Roman and then he had a match with AJ?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that like that. Except, you know, not coming back
1: and having a match with him. Not that I didn't enjoy it. I mean, it was a cinematic match. But did I think you know? can still put on cinematic matches.
2: And I don't know, man. Like, I thought the Broken Skull Session afterwards was so much better. Um I felt his WrestleMania that was a dialogue though. We don't want to see that at, at at
1: Survivor Series.
2: No, but honestly, then then you should have just ended it. Then don't do anything at Survivor Series. You should have just ended it with him doing the last ride dock. And then that's it. Doing the last ride dock was awesome. That was great. It showcased his entire career. They did nothing at at Survivor Series at all him at wrestlemania 33 leaving his coat gloves and hat in the ring was more impactful than what they did at survivor series
0: yeah now here's another thing they could have done instead of having a 20 minute long parade of randos at the beginning um and yes again i i know they're not randos they're all people and many of them do have connections to undertaker but instead you have undertaker come out you skip that part have undertaker come out deliver his speech and then have a bunch of the current stars come out onto the stage and applaud yeah yeah as a give thanks to undertaker so that he then stands in the ring and sees the next generation all giving him honor and i mean yeah. and, and you can have people like Yo, Booker T and Kevin Nash come out and be in that crowd. You can have the whole freaking locker room. This is a time you can break kayfabe a bit and have the good guys and the bad guys all come out to salute The Undertaker. Yep. But, Again, I have I
1: have a different philosophy but I think it's better suited for a fantasy booking.
0: Okay, so uh, prediction time. DA Fabe is going to challenge us to book Undertaker's Final Farewell. Um... <laughs> If he remembers, because, you know, memory is the second thing to go.
1: What's the first?
0: I don't remember. Oh. (laughs) Ah (laughs) ha ha. I'm a father. I I can tell those jokes. I know what
1: you're searching for. That's the only reason I give it to you.
0: (laughs) I'm a father. I can tell those jokes because they are dad jokes. Absolutely. That's (laughs) a dad joke. But. So that brings us to the end of Survivor Series, the pay-per-view that shouldn't exist. I don't. I think you can do. I think it exists when stakes can be something
1: other than titles, and I think it exists when stories are told better.
0: I think it exists when you don't try to portray it as brand versus brand. Yeah. Especially since let's go back to that men's Survivor Series match. Because we'll at least talk about it a bit. Um, just a few weeks, like a few months ago, AJ Styles was on SmackDown. Braun Strowman was on SmackDown. Riddle was on SmackDown. Sheamus was on SmackDown. And Kevin Owens was on SmackDown. And John- know, Kevin Owens oh. still is on SmackDown. So, so, so three, four, four of the five people from the Raw team on the winning raw team used to be on SmackDown and Seth Rollins used to be on raw. Uh, King Corbin was on raw. So two of the SmackDown team used to be on raw.
1: Well, no, King, Corbin's kind of always, on here's Smackdown. the, here's the big thing. So the universal championship is supposed to be, if I, if I have gathered right over the last year, last couple of years, the more elevated of the championships. That's why, that's why Brock had it. Um, And that's why they put, they insisted it be on The Fiend.
0: And that's why it's on Roman right now.
1: But you don't have any, what you did was bury all of your contenders for that.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, that's why, number one, you just had a pay-per-view not too long ago that was all about Champion, right? So if you're going to do Champion versus Champion, it makes more sense to put that on Clash of Champions. Because, I don't know, that's kind of what the feeling of the phrase Clash of Champions is. Mm-hmm. It, um, yeah, a little bit.
1: Did you also notice that there wasn't a women's title or women's tag title match here? Oh, that's right. They only have one of those, and it never gets represented. Yeah, and
2: the two the, the champions were on Raw uh, on Survivor Series rather the matchup.
1: I know, but imagine if there was two sets of women's tag titles.
2: Yeah, you're uh, you're doing too much for Vince's uh, mind here. Little tiny brain. Mm-hmm. Women don't wrestle,
1: Vince. There's a the number one draw for us right now. Are they in broad panty matches? No, Vince. They're they're are, good wrestlers. Are, are they
0: gonna draw me a bath? Yeah. And then moving on to the women's oh, uh, Survivor Series, <laughs> um, Lacey Evans uh, a few months ago was on SmackDown. Uh, Natalia used to be on Raw. Bianca Belair was on Raw. Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot were on Raw. So four out of the five from the SmackDown side have only been on SmackDown for a month and a half.
1: And again, what's the bre- what's the what's the motivation? Because when you're moving people that short before Survivor Series as they did, what's the motivation for? Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's my friends over there. I used to be with those guys. I mean, yeah, I want to win, but Am I going to get a title shot? No. Oh, okay. Well, um uh, is there more money? Nope. Nope. In fact, okay. Well, oh, okay. So you're going to build a tag team out of this. No, no. You're actually going to hate those guys tomorrow.
2: Oh. Uh, okay.
1: Yeah.
2: It's like, going to be a I temporary if truce. Literally put it that way to Vince. I think we wouldn't have gotten this. Like it doesn't make any sense.
0: No. Yeah, yeah. And you don't you know, like we'll, each other for a little bit. We'll go back even farther though because the tag team champions the new day were the smackdown tag champions before coming to raw a month and a half ago and the street profits were the raw tag champions before moving to smackdown a month and a half ago and actually neither of them won a match for their new titles they just handed them to each other
2: Oh, <laughs> well, i mean because they were the champions though
0: that's why
2: a your respected brand. I don't know. I,
0: I wasn't hating on that. My, my point is they're representing a brand that they have no loyalty to because they didn't even win those belts directly. Um, You know, to be perfectly honest, this is one of those things where it makes no sense to have it at this time because those two people have no loyalty to those belts because neither of them won those belts. Yeah. But yeah, they've defended them since then but they never won those belts.
2: I'm not too crazy on that. I'm just kind of like, this was kind of pointless. If anything, Survivor Series just should be more like, have your main stuff on your roster still be a thing and to continue on the feud or to end a feud. Uh, and then maybe for the Survivor Series matchup, maybe actually do a mixture. All right, two guys on Raw, two guys on SmackDown, and then one wild card to be a team. You know, just make something completely different. So we'll see five wrestlers with each other who we haven't seen. Uh, you know, that's the kind of the whole point of Survivor Series. You have a bunch of randos together. You yep. know, teaming I up. it can build a storyline that can carry us to the end of January.
1: That's an option
2: too.
0: Or, or how about this? You make the Survivor Series a tri-branded pay-per-view, like it was last year. But you add some stakes in uh, stakes. for the NXT people, if they win any of the matches that they're in, they get to take that team's place on that roster. Right. So then you have the NXT tag champions challenging one of the tag champions on either of the things. And if they win, they get to come up to that brand. Ooh. There's some stakes on it there's some reason to want to win that's not tied into fake loyalty to a company or a brand it's about trying to improve yourself because from a kayfabe and real life standpoint you get paid more to be on ron smackdown than you do on nxt that's that's real mm-hmm. and so that puts some stakes in those matches where you have a, a, you know, a NXT men's team versus the Raw men's. And if the NXT men's team wins, any of the, and you, you've you worded it this way, any of the survivors move up to Raw, right?
1: Or they so, own a wild card where they can choose what product line
0: they're on next I, week. I, I, I like the idea of of winning it winning their spot on it but then because here's the deal they'd be challenging a specific brand they would say we want to challenge the team from smackdown because we want our shot to be on smackdown right if we win we get to be on smackdown um on fox in front of the world you know uh but again you say any of the survivors so it goes to uh, three people are the final survivors, the other two people from the team don't get called up because they didn't make the cut. And so that's a way you can build a storyline with breaking up an undisputed era because two of them didn't survive the Survivor Series match. So they have to stay down in NXT and the other ones move to, to SmackDown or to Raw or whatever, right? That tells a storyline It gives some stakes and things. Um Right now, the Rumble positioning would be valuable. Yep. Hmm. That would make sense, too, yeah. So, speaking of Royal Rumble, I read a rumor today, not too long ago, actually, that insiders are reporting that WWE is playing with the idea. This makes me angry even just saying it, I have to admit. Playing with the idea of having the winner of the Royal Rumble do literally nothing in the match. And the reason I give this credence is because we basically watched them just do it with Lana on the Survivor Series team. And that's basically the pitch that the the insiders are saying is being pitched. That uh, entry number 30 is coming to the ring, or maybe hasn't even been announced yet, but it's already down to the final two. And the final two do a double elimination, and then number 30 gets announced. And there's no one left in the ring for number 30 to ha- get beat by. So they just by default win. Ugh. And I'm like, oh my God, they're going to do that with Lana, aren't they? Oh, dirty. They're like, look, Lana won another big event by not doing anything. Why did they even suggest why did
2: they suggest that even like who was the one that even said hey this might be a thing
0: hey the the insiders are saying they've been hearing it from multiple reports that it's being talked about not necessarily that they're do- going to do it but that they're that they're talking about doing something like that. They also say that they've talked about it before in the past, that it's one of those things that they've thought, this would be kind of fun to do, but the fact that they're talking about it now just makes me think, Lana, that they're going to do it with Lana again. That's, a, that's their big plan with Lana.
2: Ah, uh, jeez. And you know, Lana just talked about on WWE Chronicle. Like, this is a WWE thing about her mental health issues. How she feels very alone. How she's, you know, no longer has her husband there. And she was, it was a very an emotional uh, not segment, but it was a very emotional um moment that she did have and you know she's like I had kind of my social media and now that is everyone saying I suck and whatever and she's like you know it's it's like I'm really getting really depressed and so on like WWE this isn't helping out your superstars especially when she says something like this on a WWE show
0: like I I am going to give Lana a piece of advice. If you are very unhappy and and all that because your husband is no longer in the company that you work for, start an OnlyFans and you will get fired. Yeah. (laughs) And then you can go join your husband wherever. I don't want to see Lana in AEW, but if it would make her happier, fucking do it. And then... Well, and
2: who's to say AEW
0: picks her up?
1: No, you, you no. Know,
2: A, AEW would definitely pick her up, though. Brandy Rose even commented, like, I'm sure AEW will for sure pick her up. I don't even think that's an issue.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's too bad Brandy Rose has no authority in AEW. No, I know, but come on, Bra- Brandy Rhodes might have something, but Brandy Rose, suck, bitch.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm never gonna. No,
0: leave. here's the deal: is uh, even if AEW doesn't pick her up as an actual wrestler. Um, she'd still be able to be with her husband when he's filming his matches, you know? I Let's be honest. They probably could pay the bills just fine with Rusev's paycheck. Not saying they have to. I'm all for her getting a job somewhere. And if it's AEW, that's fine. I'm just saying she's got an out. We just had Zelina Vega show people that there is an out. If you want out of your WWE contract, You have an out. They will fire you for starting an OnlyFans. So take them up on that. They've opened the door. Do it. I don't think everybody can do
1: what Selena Vega did, though, and say, I make more money with this. I do think
0: some people could. I I think the vast vast majority of WWE stars could make plenty of money with an OnlyFans. But here's the deal is, if there's one thing I've learned in my life is if you are unhappy at a job, find a different job. Just sitting there being unhappy doesn't do you any service and doesn't do anyone else any good service, right? Mm -hmm. If you're unhappy there, find a different job. And if you're under a contract, find a way out of that contract. And WWE has shown that starting OnlyFans will fire you. So you start your OnlyFans, you wait to get fired, and then you sit your 90 days and you go work someplace else, right? If you're unhappy at your job, find a different job.
2: Yeah, straight up. Um,
0: And here's the deal. And this is me talking about knowing at least American society. Lana's a good looking girl. She starts an OnlyFans, even if she keeps it clean, she will get a lot of subscribers. Oh, absolutely. A ton, right? Nia Jax could start an OnlyFans and probably make almost seven figures off of it, I bet.
2: Uh, I don't doubt that, yeah. The guy so, can make seven figures.
0: Um, If you include some decimal points, maybe. Seven figures in
2: pesos.
0: Oh, snap. In Japanese yen. Oh, I'll take it. (laughs) Considering a hundred
1: bucks is like 20,000 yen. um, That doesn't uh, congratulations
2: on your $500 income per year. (laughs) I'm going to prove all of you wrong making an OnlyFans right now. Do it. (laughs) <laughs> oh gee golly. But yeah, no, so I mean uh I don't know if it's the worst pay-per-view. I'm not gonna say it's the worst because I feel like we've definitely had a lot of shit shows and I'm looking right at extreme rules and uh I, I'm looking at
0: I could I can almost guarantee that if you started an OnlyFans, you would make seven figures in Iranian real. Oh, snap. That sounds if, glorious. If only because Currently, the Iranian Rial, one U.S. dollar is 42,105 Iranian Rial. Listen, you guys
2: already gave me the pesos, okay? You can't detract me. You can't downgrade me from the pesos to the Iranian Rial. That's just rude. I Dude.
0: never said peso. That was all the A thing. fair. The problem
1: is, I don't know if you could make... If if if, if any one of us could
2: make and it, and it's not made, even American, I'd be yeah. getting. I'm can I'm Canadian, and it's already seventy five. We only get seventy five cents off your dollar, so it would be heck of a lot. Less. A few years back, though, you guys were you guys were up there. Yeah, that's two years back. <laughs> it's not now. Oh,
0: yeah, you, uh jeez. Yeah. Do you know what the name of the Vietnamese dollar is? Uh, uh, uh Vietnamese no. okay. dollar. Nope. It is called the dong. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is your currency fact of the day.
2: Dong. Also, oh, the Undertaker's theme. Dong.
0: Anyways, no, not a bad pay-per-view. I I would I would consider this an above-average pay-per-view, maybe even a, a high B overall. I just um, think I, the the bad uh, spots are really bad. That's the thing but I just A, I think the pacing of it was off I think putting the men's uh, Survivor Series match first wasn't a good choice I think if you start off with a barn burner like the tag match um, you get everything going there I think the dual branded Battle Royal was a snoozer Um, I was
2: shocked to see Rey Mysterio in there I was like, oh, Rey's in here I'm like, all right, kind of made me want to watch, to be honest well, I appreciate your honesty
0: yeah Thanks for honesty on the podcast. I appreciate that. Uh, I I didn't want to watch, and I really didn't want to watch because I knew that at some point we would see the world's slowest six one nine. We did, indeed. Yep, and yep. we did. We we saw a couple attempts at the world's slowest six one nine that missed because you know it's very fucking slow. Um, <laughs> and then he finally hit it, and it was every bit as slow as I expected. <laughs>
2: Well, now I know how turtles do the 619.
0: I don't know. I'm pretty sure they would have hit it a little bit faster.
1: <laughs> I mean, you got to be impressed with the guy's core strength holding himself in position that long.
0: Yeah, there there is a, a little bit of um um strength there. He should do CrossFit. <laughs> Flip some tires. Oh, definitely. And it's
2: messed up. He outlasted Ray. I was like, "What?" I was like, this don't make sense. I know, I get it. They're trying to push him, but just it seems to. And obviously, Ray's not going to care. He wants his son to thing, but yeah, I don't know. It's just not going to work for you, dumb dumb. It's just not going to work for you. No.
0: Nope. Well, like I say, is is so much of it, it's because he's wrestling the wrong style. He's he's effectively for at least that family, he's a big man. Um, he should be wrestling as a normal sized man style, not the little guy style of Ray Mysterio uh- yeah, um, you should be wrestling more like his real dad, Eddie Guerrero. <laughs>
1: still insensitive? Yep, it's still insensitive.
0: Okay, just making sure. Yeah, I'm still gonna say it. We miss you, Eddie. Ah, uh, yep, yeah, straight up. Anyways, that will bring us to the end of this podcast. I think. Um, like I say, I. It was an okay pay-per-view, a decent pay-per-view. I think the good matches were able to lift up the bad matches, even though there were some really bad. Um, And there were some just stupid choices. But the wrestling in and of itself overall was so, I don't know, B-ish somewhere.
2: Yeah, I don't know, man. I think B is, a high B is still too generous, though.
1: I I do too, but that's fine. He needs to get his rankings. Yeah, for sure. I suppose, but... Um, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm a C plus at best.
2: Yeah, C minus. Uh, yeah, I
1: uh yeah, I d I didn't say I wanted to say C plus, I just said it at best. I think you give because of the Roman and Drew match, um, even though it had to end in a schmas. I, I don't understand why one of those two just can't win. Like I'm okay with that. Um and because of the women's match, even though it ended in a schmoz, um I guess it wasn't a, a roll-up, um, and I think because of the the tag match, everything that wasn't a Survivor Series match, I think because of those, you can say a high C and maybe even a B minus. But I think the Survivor Series matches were were so uneventful, were did so little to build anything at all. Then you're hurt. It, it hurts it that bad. Like it gives negative points. Like. That's it. Points away for being a tool. You know. It's it's the scene in Billy Madison. We're all now dumber for listening to that answer. (laughs)
2: Right. Right. Oh, and I don't know, man. They gotta stop at this line of stuff. I know you guys are joking before whatever, but I'm just like, it's done. Like, I don't care. You know what I mean? No one's caring. They're trying to make her this is not gonna make you an ultimate face. Um, well her husband's gone now, so let's just have her
1: get back with Bobby.
0: Yeah, because that was so good for both of them. Highest rated segment. For all the wrong reasons. Fucking remind me of that. That (laughs) makes me depressed. Anyways, uh, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast if you like being depressed with me. (laughs) Uh, Whatever podcast platform you listen to this on, there's going to be a like or a subscribe button right there. Um, That way you get notified when we post the new episodes. Um, Share it with your friends because then they can listen to it too and understand why you're so depressed. And um, (laughs) you can follow us on social medias. You've got a Facebook page. You can follow me on Twitter at RawAndOrderWBU. You can follow DAFabe at on
1: parlor at no i don't have parlor i'm just messing with you guys uh at DA Vincent
2: kfabe on twitter <laughs> Good and jlb
0: have. is
2: at jlb 420 real talk radio is the brand at real talk radio 8 um anchor.fm slash rtr and uh real talk radio dot online again still not updated but uh it's there
0: and of course, you can help us out by uh, supporting us on Patreon. Mentioned that before, Patreon.com/slash Raw and Order WBU. Get get some sweet sweet perks there. You can also support us on our merch store, shop.Spreadshirt.com/slash Raw and Order WBU, or you can just give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, just like the number of stars you will give your vacation at beautiful Turks and Caicos. Hey, uh, Turks and Caicos. I love you. I miss Turks and Caicos.
2: they home away from home. Fuck yeah. you,
1: COVID.
0: Yeah, seriously, COVID. I'd be spending my holiday at Turks and Caicos if not for you and poverty. Yeah. <laughs> um, but on that note, I think we'll close the book on the wrestling booking unit. Uh, and we will be back later this week with a visit from the FBI. Thanks for listening. And the botch along. And the botch along. Survivor Series twenty twenty. No, we're still doing Mick. No, Mick Foley. But technically, he was on it. You just watched the uh, Undertaker.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, let's honor Mick Foley with these botches, huh? <laughs> Jeez.
0: On that note, we will close the book. We will see you all soon. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye-bye.